This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Brewers on Tap. Welcome to episode number 66 of Brewers on Tap. I'm Lane Grinnell. Great to have you with us for our final weekly installment of 2016 of Brewers on Tap. Of course, we'll be coming at you periodically over the course of the offseason with a couple of different shows. We're going to be going down to the Arizona Fall League in a couple of weeks. We'll have more for you after the winter meetings, of course, and Brewers on Deck and all that great stuff. So we'll still be with you, uh, just not on a weekly basis after this week. And uh, a really good final show of the 2016 regular season in store for you. The Brewers, of course, wrapped up their regular season in Colorado this past weekend with a series win, two out of three, against the Colorado Rockies after a really competitive series down in Dallas against the Texas Rangers as well. They lost two out of three in that matchup, but a really good series nonetheless. And so the Brewers finished the season playing very, very good baseball. And we're going to talk to Craig Council, the manager of the Brewers, about that and about what to expect moving ahead to 2017 as well. That's coming up a little bit later on on the podcast. Also, one of the great surprises and one of the really great performances of 2016 belonged to Junior Guerra, the right-handed pitcher with that splitter. It was one of the best pitches in baseball this past year. We're going to talk to him about that and about his season as well. So uh, a star-studded cast coming your way this week on Brewers on Tap. Let's check in on this week in Brewers history. And now this week in Brewers history. October 6th of 2004, Los Angeles financier Mark Atanasio is introduced as the prospective new owner of the Brewers, and he's been running the team ever since. October 7th of 2011, the Brewers defeat Arizona in the NLDS three games to two as Niger Morgan, T-plush, drives home Carlos Gomez with an RBI single in the bottom of the 10th inning of Game 5 at Miller Park. This past season, again, we told you, finished on an uptick. The Brewers with a lot of transition, uh, a new season, obviously, with new faces in different roles. But uh, the Brewers really performed well, specifically over the second half of the season. They finished 73-89, and fourth place in the NL Central in front of the Reds and behind the Pirates by about five and a half games. Jonathan VR led the MLB in stolen bases this year with 62 VR really produced in that leadoff spot, hitting 285, 19 home runs, and 63 RBIs. He had a 369 on base percentage this season. Chris Carter tied for the NL home run crown with Nolan Arenado of the Rockies by crushing 41. Carter also drove in 94 runs this year, and it was a big year for Ryan Braun also as he hit 305 with 30 home runs, 91 driven in, and he had 12 outfield assists. His arm in left field 
went unnoticed or was overlooked at times as well. Junior Guerra and Zach Davies with breakout rookie seasons on the mound. Guerra went 9-3 and with a 2.81 ERA, while Davies posted an 11-7 and record, and he pitched just under a 4 ERA at 3.97. Tyler Thornburg held opposing hitters to just a 162 batting average out of the bullpen. He struck out 90 over 67 innings pitched, and he finished with 13 saves while only holding down the closer role over the final two months of the year. Those are some of the highlights. Let's get into the season as a whole with manager Craig Council as we break it down. Let's break it down. This is Brewers on Tap, and we're joined by Brewers manager Craig Council at the end of the 2016 season. There was a lot that went on this year. Obviously, anytime you know you get through 162 games, there's going to be a lot of different things that happen, but you had a lot of guys come up, come down, younger guys that you were trying to develop, and uh, overall, you had to feel good about the way some of those individual players were able to take steps forward this year. Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, it was a year of some exploration of young players. Um, I think we learned a lot about, the, you know, development at the big league level, how every player is a little different, how, um, you know, every story is going to be a little different, and, and you have to have some patience to let that story play out. Um, and, and every story is not going to end, end good either. Um, so... It's part of, you know, where we were at, like, in, in our cycle a little, a little bit. Um, you know, I think in, in, certain, in a more competitive site, part of the cycle, you, you don't get to explore these guys that as, as much as we did. So there's great lessons in that as well. But um, a lot of these players we did, we, we gave them opportunities. And, you know, as a whole, I think, you know, we're pleased that we got – um, a lot of success stories from, from giving guys those opportunities. I think in general people associate development in the minor league levels and they don't realize that it still continues at the major league level. It's just not true. It happens at the major league level. And that was a big part of this staff's job this year, obviously. Kind of the first year for this staff to work together, how did you feel everybody came together with that vision and continue to um, – learn and you just talked a little bit about it learn how to develop guys on the fly well I, I think the important statement there is that that development process is never going to stop in this organization I mean we're always going to be cycling a young player a rookie player an, an unproven player a player with some flaws through this and and having to having to live with it and develop it and be patient with it. it it's it's going to happen next year. There's a, you know, for all these guys that had some success this year, next year is a different challenge for them. It's a little bit of experience. It's the league's adjusted to me. It's I've got to make adjustments. What happens then? So it, it's going to be a big part of this organization's future. It, it's going to continue. Um, you know, so I, I really want to stress that. I think that it, you might feel like we're given the same – the fans might feel like we're kind of given the same answers to questions next year because, really, it's going to become who we are. You, you know, I mean, I think, you know, players in, in year one, year two, year three, year four, that's going to be the most of our players going forward. And that's, that's how we can sustain this is that most of the players are in kind of that portion of their career. Um, and, and that's, that's okay. It's, it's, but it's always going to be kind of things that we emphasize and you hear, you hear us talking about. You had two months to work with Orlando Arce after he came up, certainly still a lot of development left in him. 
What did you observe in the two months, and what's maybe the next step, in your opinion, for him to continue to better himself as a player? Well, I think, you know, we saw, um, you know, what I was really pleased with Orlando by the end of the year is that his defensive consistency started to really shine. It was really, he was a very consistent defender. Um, you know, the ball touches his glove and, and you were, and there was an out being made. Um, that's, that's an important quality in your shortstop. And I think, um, he created that, um, you know, I think offensively, I, th I think defensively, one of the areas you can prove is just understand, knowing the league, will, as he knows the league, I think his instincts on the field will shine a little brighter. Um, he's a he very instinctual player. He plays with his instincts. Um, and that, as he learns the league, he will be, he will be better range-wise, I think, because he he's, you know, knows, knows the players on the other team. Offensively, you know, it, it's going to come down to really – him being gathering a consistent approach um, and, um, you know, understanding that ball strike recognition and creating an approach that gives him time to see the baseball is going to be what makes him successful. Um, he's, he's a talented offensive player that, um, you know, I think really I think he got a, a little bit stuck stuck in triple a not not stuck in a way that like his development stopped a little bit and i think when he when he came here i don't think quite honestly i don't think he put himself in a position to be completely you know ready for this and then he was a little surprised by how good the p pitchers were here and that happens to a lot of guys and um i think he's now has got a good kind of base of hey these guys are pretty good and i gotta step up my game offensively if i want to keep up with this league Hernan Perez had uh, a really nice year all the way around for you. When he first came up at the end of April, did you have plans to use him as much as you did in the different roles that you did, or was it just, hey, he handled this really well, let's see if he can, if he can go play center field for us like it was by the end of the year? How, did he continue to kind of surprise you with how he accepted that and took that on? I, I give Hernan a, little, a lot of credit here because this is this is something that he kind of um, created for himself. I mean, we, we used him at some different positions, you know, in, in spring training. But he, he just continually, every challenge we kind of put in front of him, every baseball challenge we put in front of him, he showed great instincts for, he showed great feel for, he showed great receptiveness to. And so the outfield thing came from really us, you know, him recognizing there was some opportunity out there when Domingo got hurt and um, us saying, hey, why don't you go out there during batting practice? And, and, and then Eddie Cedar coming back with a good report is like saying, hey, you know, Collins, this guy can play in the outfield. You know, this guy's going to this guy will do a good job out there. And and he did. And so it really he got challenges. He accepted them. He was receptive to them. And he did the job. Um, so it, it, I give him a lot of credit in this whole thing, in that in Hernan's case, is that he just wanted the challenges, um, thought it made us a better team, knew it would help get himself on the field, and then and just went out and did it. Starting pitching performed so well, specifically over the second half of the season. How excited are you to see that group try to take another step forward in 2017? Because most of those guys are still very young guys that have growth left in them. 
Yeah, it's it's really, you know, I just talked about this in the press. It, this is an area that we haven't talked about as much as we should have. This is this was the strength of our team. The starting pitching was the strength of our team. They they posted, you know, league average numbers where, you know, and and by the second half were were one of the best groups, you know, in the latter half of the season, we're, we're one of the better groups in baseball. Um, so this is the, this is the place where we got a lot of performance from, and um, I feel like we got six guys going into next year that that we can count on. Um, that gives us a little wiggle room. I think we have a couple guys really close in the minor leagues that that can be productive, which gives us a little more wiggle room. So, you know, I, this is this is the group that we need to be productive next year if if we're going to make another step forward. If, if they can continue on this kind of track that they were on uh, for the second half of the season, um, it's going to be the it's going to be the reason that pushes us forward next year. I really really believe that. And and there are steps for guys. I mean, I think Zach Davies has another big step in him um, to, to, to becoming a really good pitcher. I think Jimmy Nelson has certainly has a has a better season ahead of him. Um, it'd be tough to say Junior Garrett can get better, but I think if we can get um, uh, more starts out of him um, that c- that can be helpful and then you know I think what we saw from from Willie and, and Matt the, the, the two kind of veterans of the staff so to speak is that they got themselves back to a place they've been before and if, if and, and that's that's a good thing because it feels like if you if they can get themselves back to that place that they and they go into the winter healthy like they both are that um, they should show up in spring training in that same place Last question before we let you go. The whole staff comes back next year. How nice is that continuity for you as the manager and just for this franchise right now, especially when you're dealing with so much development and a plan of trying to get these guys ready for two or three years down the road? Well, it's important, and I think it's we're going to have a lot of the same players back too. Um, it's not going to be the massive change that we had um, you know, last winter, I don't, I, I really don't believe, and I think David echoes those comments. Um, so what's going to be important is that we, it's really going to be a build on some of the things we created. I was very pleased with the place that we had the team, and even though we didn't have a good winning month in August, by late August, I was really pleased with where we had, you know, kind of the emotional state of the team and the competitive state of the team, and um, w- I was. It was an exciting feeling, and I think we can really build on that. The feeling I'm trying to capture. We had a little swag to us. I thought that the youth, that the youth and the confidence from the youth was creating. Um, our pitching to me had turned into this very solid group that that knew they were going to go out and and perform, and so that's um, part of the feeling and part of the you know where I'm taking what the coaching staff kind of helped create and, and the players helped create it as well. That's where I'm taking the kind of the start of this winter. You know, the next step is really also from a coaching staff perspective is we're going to have to figure out how to, as players kind of go into from year one to two, you minimize mistakes because that's a big part of becoming consistent and becoming better is minimize those mistakes. Don't make the same mistake twice move forward with that that's part of development and i think that's going to be a big step for us next year as well craig thanks so much for the time thanks lane craig council the manager of the milwaukee brewers with us here on brewers on tap 
Some big news uh, on the horizon for the Brewers uh, beyond the announcement uh, earlier this week that the Brewers are going to retain the entire Major League Baseball coaching staff, so the entire Major League staff back next year. Derek Johnson, Darnell Coles, that whole group getting a chance to work together uh, for a second season with Craig Council. That's very big news, obviously. But also, the Brewers later today, later on Wednesday, are going to be holding a press conference at 10 a.m. on the field at Miller Park. And at this event, the organization is going to announce the most comprehensive project and upgrade to Miller Park fan experience since the ballpark opened in 2001. So you're going to definitely want to be perusing the news to find out exactly what that is. Also announced by uh, David Stearns, uh, Brewers general manager, were some changes to the scouting department. Todd Johnson, who's currently in his ninth year with the Brewers, promoted to director of amateur scouting. Johnson's new role will include oversight of all amateur scouting operations, including preparations for the annual June draft. Johnson's 43, previously served as the Brewers' assistant director, amateur scouting for the past six years. Prior to that, he spent three years as the director of application development for the organization, and then he was with the Padres for a year as a baseball systems architect as well. Johnson's recent experience also included working with the Brewers' baseball research and development department to set the direction for the application of data and technology for the Brewers' baseball operations. Ray Montgomery, 46, of course, ran this past June draft, the last couple of drafts for the Brewers. He's in his second term with the Brewers, and he's now the vice president of scouting. He first worked for the Brewers in various roles from 2002 through 2010, then went to the Diamondbacks, returned to Milwaukee, and has spent the last two years as the vice president of amateur scouting slash special assistant to the general manager. In his new role, Montgomery will serve as the lead evaluator across the entire spectrum of baseball operations, including professional, international, and amateur scouting. And Zach Manassian, 32, is going to assume a new position with the Brewers as special advisor of scouting. He's been with the organization for 12 years, including the last six as director of professional scouting. All right, let's uh, catch up with the crew. Let's catch up with the crew. Joined by Brewers starting pitcher Junior Guerra, who uh, has wrapped up his season now for the crew, but uh, what a tremendous first year with the Brewers. You had to feel very good about the way things unfolded over the course of the year. Oh yeah, thank you for the interview. Uh, I feel I feel good uh, and I finish it all healthy the season, but I feel I feel like uh, I do a great season and, and help the the team for win every star. But but the best thing I I I, I finish it all the season healthy. You know, you have had such a incredible story to get to where you are now, um, starting as a catcher and then working out of the bullpen last year for the White Sox with a bunch of other stops before then, and then turning into the starting pitcher that you were this year for the Brewers. What was the big key for you to take that step forward this year? Huh. I, never, I never put my head down. And every year I just thinking and work hard and work hard. And I'm just asking for one opportunity. And the White Sox last year gave me the opportunity. And... As as just, like I say, I just appreciate the Brewers for giving me this opportunity for a start game in the, in the big league, and that's it all. Keep working every day. Your splitter, big time pitch. It was one of the better pitches in Major League Baseball this year. How did that develop and get better going into this year, and even as the season continued? Yeah, it's, it's, when I just start to throw, it's hard because I don't feel comfortable. But I keep it working from the bullpen and working and working 
two years before I, I got good at split. So not like now, but uh, but I working every day. Junior, you had the injury in August, shut down for a little bit, then you come back. How important was it to you to finish on the upswing like you did, to feel like you got that back before the injury, uh, before your season was over? Yeah, I feel I feel like I feel bad because the injury and uh, I I want to keep, keep uh, the team winning, and, but it's what it is. And but now I feel healthy, and that last three star I make it. I feel like uh, the junior girl is back. What is your confidence level like today compared to what it was going into the season? Uh, because I has job next year. <laughs> that's the only I can say. That's a motivating thing. I mean, that's something yeah. you think about probably every day until you get to the point that you did this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the best thing. I, I got to work next year and uh, keep work hard. What's this clubhouse like? It seems like these guys really embraced you and, and, and happy to see your success and the other guys on the rota in the rotation, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the other starting pitchers helped me, like Peralta, Garza, the old guys. He helped me, he helped me a lot because he gave me a confidence and I feel, I feel like in my house. When Derek Johnson, as a guy that you work with on a daily basis as your pitching coach, how has he helped you as well? Yeah, he helped me a lot. It helped me a lot because every time when I throw my bullpen, work something to get throw a strike, my delivery and everything, my split get better. Uh, I try and learn now sinker and he teach me that. Because I I, I think I, because I I am pitching just four semi fastball and if I have a good sinker, I can I can pitch really good. Junior, congratulations on a great season, and thanks for giving us the time. Thank you. Checking in on the farm. Well, the Brewers announced a two-year player development contract with the Carolina Mudcats of Class A Advanced Carolina League. The new contract will run through the 2018 season, so it used to be the Brevard County Manatees. They moved to Kissimmee. They got a deal done with the Braves uh, for a player development contract, and the Brewers able to secure a deal with the Carolina Mudcats uh, moving forward. And this is going to be a good spot for the Brewers moving forward as well. Uh, David Stern said the Brewers are excited to announce a partnership with Steve Bryant, the owner, of course, of the Mudcats and the Carolina Mudcats. The organization is committed to developing young talent. We strongly believe that the Mudcats will help us achieve that goal. We look forward to working with our new partner in the Carolina League, end quote. The Mudcats are a member of the Carolina League South, uh, Southern Division, and the team plays their home games at Five County Stadium in Zebulon, North Carolina. Well, uh, what's coming up? Here's what's on tap with the Brewers. A couple of big items uh, that you need to keep in mind during the offseason, and the big one is the Brewers on deck. Uh, save that date for Brewers on deck. 2017. It's going to be on January 29th. That's a Sunday. If you purchase tickets for the crew's annual Fan Fest by December 1st, you'll receive a free ticket voucher good for select 2017 home games. Visit brewers.com slash on deck. And of course, uh, Thursday, November 3rd, that's a little bit more imminent coming up here. The Brewers are opening the doors to Miller Park for a special Inside the Brewers Town Hall meeting. All fans are welcome to attend and participate in a Q&A with Brewers executive David Stearns, Greg Council, and Rick Slesinger. Visit Brewers.com for more details. That's
that's going to do it for us in this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Episode number 66 is Have a good one, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.